0: This is the Media Week Industry Podcast from the people at mediaweek.com.au. Welcome to a Media Week podcast. This time we're talking television, we're talking Mystery Road, a new drama series which launched on the ABC last week to um, pretty big audiences. David Jowsey, producer, tell us about it. It, was, it was a big crowd you attracted for your first episode.
1: Yeah, we were a bit surprised. Obviously, on Sunday night, we were thinking we were going to get swamped by the Barnaby interview which you can understand why we would think that. It had a lot of publicity, but actually we beat that. And so for us, that was sort of an incredible event. uh, And uh, we were just thrilled about that.
0: Yeah. There's a a lot of things to um, speak to you about this series. I mean, the... Not least of all the amazing cast you've assembled. Wow. You know, that was uh, watching that first episode, just watching the introduction of each new character. It was just just, just amazing. Oh, well, I can't wait to see how they interact with the with cast we've already seen, how the story develops around them. But give us a bit of a setting. Um, now, Mystery Road's been around for a little while in different uh, incarnations, hasn't it? It is. We've actually made two movies uh,
1: based around the same character, which is the character of De- Detective Jay Swan. Uh, Jay Swan is an outback cop. He's an indigenous cop, um, which we think was, is something that was really lacking on Australian TV. You know, they, they, it's a natural thing to do. We have this amazing outback, amazing landscapes, and the idea of an outback cop really works. And, you know, in the past there have been these cop Some people may remember Boney from many years ago. So we thought it was a really terrific idea, and we made these two movies One, the first movie called Mystery Road, the second one, Goldstone, and they're actually, one is a sequel to the other, and they feature the character Aaron Peterson, and we just knew that this was a great character, and ultimately, you know, could stand a a series, and uh, so that's sort of developed out of the movies, and just the
0: desire to see that character again. I've got to say, and don't um, throw me out when I tell you this, but i I wasn't up on the movies, I've got to tell you. I mean, it was all over the series because it, it's, it's more my beat, writing about TV and following ratings and stuff like that. But there's not a great tradition of successful Australian movies that get big publicity, and these ones sort of passed me by. Was it, is it frustrating at all for you when you see how the... TV shows engaged with a lot of people thinking, gee whiz, I hope they go back and check the movie? Well, yes and look, the truth is that
1: uh, Australian TV is where you get the most eyes you know, that if you want to really engage with the Australian public, television is where you do that. You know, movies generally uh, you know, a, a relatively small number go to the cinema. Obviously, a lot of Australian movies are seen on TV, mm. you know, so they but in terms of that sort of theatrical experience, it's, it's limited numbers in comparison, unless it's a really big film, like a red dog or something. But you know, for our films,
0: it's a relatively modest against the TV numbers. The I'm guessing a lot of people might go back and look for the movies now because I've certainly searched them out myself and I've watched the trailers for both of them, thinking, "Gee whiz, these look really good," um, and you've got a pretty special cast as well in the movies. Now people can do that; they're on iTunes. Uh, but, iTunes movies, I, I gather. They
1: are. They are. You can. Uh, the, the DVDs are, are still available in, in shops, and but the best way is digital uh, from iTunes. Uh, Mystery Road itself, the original movie. Uh, was on iView, and I think it is okay. still on iView, which is the ABC digital platform, but certainly iTunes is the way to get them.
0: Okay. Have they been on either maybe Netflix or um, Stan, do you think, so uh, far? Foxtel. The Fox movies, yeah yeah, 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 okay. Well, let's 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 hope to now Aaron, of course, plays the same character in the two movies and the TV series, yes, correct. Anybody else reprising roles from either movie?
1: No, um, well, um, you know, most people get killed or die, <laughs> or you know, so and and the idea of this Outback Cop is that each new installment is in a new place, so here there's a new crime, a new town. And, you know, he's sort of that classic Western High Plains drifter who shows up and is a catalyst for change
0: or for uncovering crime. Now, tell the the, the thing that strikes me when I'm watching that episode one, straight away is the landscape that sort of draws your breath away. And that I think the first shot is the truck sitting on the dry salt bed or something, and then you see, I think, there's a horizon and the sun and and you go, wow, this is pretty special. I'm not sure how long it is till your first sort of, um, overhead shots but you use them very well now was that drone photography or yes it was yep. and
1: that's uh, that uh, style is is in the both the movies so okay. the movies were made by uh, our business partner who's a, the director and writer of the movies Ivan Sen who actually wrote the genesis of the series as well so he uses that what we call outback noir which is a very sort of Use of these massive landscapes, and often just in the magic hour as the sun's sitting, you get this beautiful silhouette and a horizon line, and it's extraordinarily beautiful. The Australian outback,
0: yeah. Um, tell us a little bit about the production company behind it. So, there's a, there's a few of you who are partners. There is,
1: there is. Uh, we, we're really not a huge company, but uh, we're prolific, we, we're making a movie a year, so our okay. company is Bunya Productions. Um, people might know a few of the movies we made. Last year we had quite a successful movie called Sweet Country, right. uh, which won some really big international prizes and, and took, took about $2 million at the Australian box office, so a good re- result. Uh, another movie we made was Jasper Jones, uh, which is um, uh, based on the best-selling Australian novel, and obviously the two movies, Mystery Road and Goldstone, which have, have, have led to the series. So uh, we predominantly have been a feature company, and there's three of us who run the company, and... Uh, Look, we the thing about television is that uh, once you have a success, you want to do more of it, and so hopefully, you know, we might grow a little bit into the into the television space.
0: Yeah, the um, yeah, I'm got I get a feeling you're going to be making more TV in your future because um, the the results so far and just the the work you've put on screen is pretty stunning. The tell me a little bit about the I won't we'll get into the cast and some of the story in a little bit about the the business model for this though. I would assume a show like this would sell very well overseas.
1: Yes, we've... Uh, As
0: and where are we in that process? Yes, we've got a, a very, very good uh, large
1: English distributor who put up a lot of money, uh, maybe the most money ever put up for an Australian TV show. I don't know, but it was an enormous amount of money. The faith they had in it, and obviously... had their What's two, their name? Who was that? Uh, all Three Media. Oh, yeah. All Three yeah. Media, a very big UK um, television distributor and, and production house. And they, yeah, I mean, I, I'm not at liberty to say right of now, course, but there will yeah, be yeah. a number of major announcements for oh, sales really? coming up, which oh, is good. just terrific. We're th- so thrilled, and uh, in a number of territories, big territories around the world. So those announcements will come.
0: Yeah, the the cast. I'm guessing you said the the cast is is pretty outstanding. I mean, Judy Davis sort of leads there with with Aaron as the two sort of central characters. I guess was it hard to get Judy Davis? Well, she doesn't do a lot of TV.
1: No, she hasn't done a lot of Australian TV obviously her last uh, uh, program was the American uh, feud for which she was nominated for an Emmy so mm. she does tend to work in the US and she hasn't really done Australian TV so for for, for many many years and uh, we were we wanted Judy we never thought we'd get her we approached her and uh, she really had a, a thing where she admired Aaron Peterson she also uh, had uh, we subsequently found out admired our director Rachel Perkins, and look she uh, we, we asked her, and she said yes, and so we were you know incredibly uh, happy about that, and I guess having Judy then allowed us to attract a lot of other casts because it just gave us a sure. you know a sort of like, well, if you've got Judy Davis, there must be something going on here,
0: yeah. yeah? The um the, the I won't read them all, but this you know Deborah Mailman's in there, Wayne Blair, Coraline Friel's only Dingo, Anthony Hayes, uh, Tasman Walton's in there. Was Tasman Walton in one of the movies? She was. She
1: was. Uh, she plays um, Detective Jay Swan's wife, Mary. Okay. Yeah. So she did appear in the the first movie, Mystery Road, and okay. uh, and similarly with the daughter. So his family group uh, appeared in Mystery Road, but. The thing about a TV series is because you've got this extended time, you can actually go into characters' background more into detail about family. And so there's a lot more exploration of the Jay Swan family. And being a cop and being a cop that moves around a lot and is in dangerous situations, obviously there are repercussions for his family. And that's explored in the TV show in a very good way. Did the quality of the cast soak up a lot of that that budget? Look... Uh, the thing was that we were in a very remote location, so not only did we, you know, have a have a, a good budget for cast because we we had a lot of cast, um, but we also had to travel them on a number of occasions to the Kimberley, the East Kimberley, where it shot in Kununurra and Wyndham. Uh, it's a very, very expensive place to get to. You could fly for Europe. So that's in
0: northwest WA?
1: It is. It's is in the prime? very top part of WA, okay. and the East Kimberley is on the other side from Broome. It's over near the NT border. Right. Very remote and very small towns, and it's where Lake Argyle is, the massive man-made lake up so there. So what's the, the,
0: what's the sort of town that the airplanes fly into up there? Kununurra. The, Kununurra, is it? Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. right, right. Okay, so yeah, it's a sunny... Like, how, how long would the shoot have gone for? Ten weeks. Ten weeks. Okay, that's a yeah, fair bit of time then. Mm. But, um, and was it very different making TV to making either of the movies?
1: Well, because we knew how to make movies, but we hadn't really had a lot of experience in TV drama production, we we, we made it like a movie. Mm. So we, we shot it how we knew how to make it, which was that... We had one director, rather numerous directors, and we had one editor. So we sort of made it like a long movie, and I okay. think that really worked for us.
0: Yeah, because often a lot of these dramas, they'll directors might do two episodes each or something. Yeah, so but you th- went th- the that's other cor- way. And-
1: that's correct. They'll have um, uh, a, a couple of directors and a couple of editors. So what that means is that if you have a, a group of sets, so you have, you know, where your your action is set. So in our case, a police station and an outback station and a cattle station. Um, because you've got different directors, you will go back to those locations each time the, a new director comes for a new episode. So you'll have this sort of thing where you're actually, it's quite um, like a, much more like a jigsaw, whereas it, we were actually able to shoot out locations and do all the scenes there because we only had the one director. I know that's a bit complicated, but it was how we understood how to make it and it worked for us.
0: Right, right. The I guess you picked your time of year to for what would be best for you weather-wise, did it work out that way?
1: Well, you'd think that that would be a sensible approach, (laughs) but uh, unfortunately uh, we ended up being there in 45 degrees in November, which uh, it's uh, up there, it starts to get very humid, very sticky. It it does have monsoons up there, so it's Mm -hmm. dry for uh, five or six, seven months, and then it rains for three or four months. And so we were just... Coming into the rainy season, so
0: uh, it was pretty warm. I have to say, yeah. Did you lose many days because of well, it was just too hot to get out, or no?
1: We uh, you, you we, we shot every day. I mean, we had people going past in cars, looking and going, <laughs> "What are these crazy people from the city standing out here in forty degree heat?" But. Uh, Look, we, you know, you get used to it, actually. Mm. The thing is, once you're outside and you're, you're working in it, it actually do build tolerance to it. But uh, to just go out one day, to fly from Sydney and go there, you, you'd be struggling. But uh, we got used to it, and uh, in the end, we actually
0: enjoyed it. Do you think that helps authenticity, that it was really hot? When I, it was, I think, was I think sp-
1: it does. I think it's an interesting thing talking to directors. Our director on uh, the, the last movie we made, Sweet Country, Warwick Thornton, He wanted to shoot it in the heat because he wanted wanted to put the actors under pressure and have the actors really responding to the heat and really sweating. And I think it does actually give that sort of authenticity to performance. Yeah.
0: Um when you arrived, did the did you have much uh, read throughs up on the set with the the cast before you started shooting? And and w- was that done back here, maybe in Sydney, or what happened there?
1: Yes, the the director came back during pre production and did because obviously most of our cast are from Sydney, Melbourne, so they did. We did come back and do a um a, a little actors workshop with Judy and just uh, Judy. Obviously, we had the established character of Jay Swan, so we knew about that character. We didn't need to workshop that character, but the character of Judy, who's the co lead in it. Um, you know, she plays uh, Senior Sergeant Emma James. Uh, We did need to develop that character from the ground up. So, yes, we brought cast in and worked with the director and the writers were there, and so we did really workshop and
0: evolve those characters and storylines. Did that role fill out much after she arrived to sort of, um, you know, contribute? Judy's a
1: very thoughtful and a very a very smart woman and uh, so she did she contributed a significant amount to uh, her character her backstory and uh, even even to ideas and in, in writing in the script she's you know a lot to contribute and that was most
0: appreciated what I like she really takes over that role she, she mightn't think of her as being able to you know that sort of a, a character but she really takes it on she's she's quite a sassy cop too isn't it? the the way she carries on and you know really controls that uh, that little police force and doesn't want that sort of that new detective in there sort of showing her how to do stuff or pushing her around Look I th- think that the how the relationship between Jay Swan
1: and Emma James the, the two cops uh, the visiting detective and the local senior sergeant plays out is really terrific across the series they uh, they do butt up against one another they they don't necessarily get on all the time but ultimately they do have to work together and so that that transition of that storyline through the series plays really well and uh, we think that uh, you know Judy does look great in a cop uniform, you know, with the guns, and you know it does actually lead to a sort of a bit of a swagger that uh, you find with Jay as well, because they're wearing this you know heavy uh, ordnance around their waists, and uh, it does actually affect the way they walk, and and so that you know really you know you do get the feeling they look like cops, and uh, you know it really works.
0: How many people would you have had, you reckon, up on location generally during those oh, ten weeks? Would be a it fair a, crowd. Uh, really? Yeah, yeah, sort of up to a hundred. Yeah. Okay. How a challenge is finding accommodation for everybody. And-
1: Look, Cunananaro is a, is a bit of a tourist town, okay. so it is a you know it's a place where tourists go, and so there there is a fair bit of accommodation there. But yes, uh, yes, you know mm. we, we we the town's not that big, so we we filled it up.
0: What about the the police station we see a fair bit of? Where was that?
1: That's uh, right in the middle of town. There's an okay. old council chambers. Uh, the council has moved to a new building, and the old council chambers, right in the middle of town, is sitting empty. So we talked to the local Kununurra Council, the um, Wyndham Shire. We uh, got permission to actually build our set within that, inside that council chambers, and it worked perfectly.
0: Yeah. Tell us a little bit about the role of producer. So it's you and Greer Simpkin, who who sort of worked as producers. What do you do? Are you both on location when they're filming?
1: Yes, look, it is. It's one of those things where uh, people wonder what producers do, and it's a little (laughs) bit like being a lawyer or a doctor. We don't say too much because it's a bit mysterious. But uh, essentially, uh, we are the company that makes the film or makes the television series. So that means that we hire everybody. We hire the writers to write the script. Uh, we supervise all of that. Uh, then we hire the production team and the director, and uh, and are on set. Do the business plan, make sure it's going to work. Yes, that's yeah. right. We put the finance together. We we have to raise all the finance for for the series, and then. Um, once it's finished and we've done all the editing and the sound and supervised that process, we then get into the marketing and the sales. So we've been involved in that process as well. So the thing about a producer is you really have this sort of overarching role across the, the entire series. And uh, I really like that because there's different elements that you do along the way. And uh, so you,
0: you use different skill sets in your business. Yeah. the um, You mentioned about, you know, you Possibly be some announcements about overseas sales. What happens now? Are you off to a festival taking this uh, this um, mystery road with you?
1: We, we are. We, um, we've already been to France. There's, okay. a, there's a, what is, I think, perhaps the world's biggest series a television festival called Series Mania, which is a festival of only Disney. There's TVs. one in Melbourne now. That, that, is that, actually, right? that is a spin off. That is actually yep. a franchise from yep. the original okay. one in France. So that, that is it's growing and it's travelling around the world and as you say, it's in Melbourne now. So we were in competition there with uh, you know, West World Two and all these uh, okay. huge American series. So uh, we, that was terrific. We went over there and played that to a French audience, and uh, and and met a lot of the people. The buyers were there, uh, international buyers, so that was very successful. And then uh, tomorrow, in fact, we uh, go to Banff. And, wow. uh, Banff is in Canada, and that's the other big uh, sort of television media um, festival. Yep. And uh, so we're screening there. There's a masterclass there, and uh, the director and and Greer, my partner, uh, producing partner, are doing a masterclass there. And oh, wow. uh, and uh, talking about how the the project was made
0: and came together yeah and that i guess attacks trade publicity and stuff like that and look it's all part of the and buyers from all networks all around the world and correct. stuff correct yeah? that's
1: exactly what it is really those things are a function of actually marketing and sales there's a lot of buyers there and uh, when you get profile when you're in competition or when you're playing in those festivals it gives the film
0: a series profile and uh, that attracts the buyers it's early days yet for Mystery Road, but um, is the, um, is it, do you think it's easier to attract investment for television these days than movies? Um, or is it easy to get the money back, maybe, is a better question?
1: Well, look, n- nothing's easy. It's <laughs> it's always, it's very competitive yeah, and it's yeah. very hard. And you can imagine there's only so many television series get made in Australia. If you count all the networks, and now you've obviously got Stan and, and Foxtel as well making series, but it's not that many. And mm. um, so those, those series, there's a lot of production companies competing to get those sales to the networks or to the um, streaming services. But... If you do get access to that, a television can be a much better business proposition than movies. Movies are very hit and miss. Uh, a lot of Australian movies don't sort of reach those great heights. Obviously, over the last few years, we've had some really, really great. Lion was a, a huge mm. success. And obviously, the... Uh, the um, uh, um, I'm just trying to think. What was the one that won all the Academy Awards? Um, oh, Mad, Mad Max, of course. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so we've had some really big international successes over the last few years, which is great. But they tend to be one or maybe two a year, and the rest of the Australian movies, it's a, it's a struggle to find cinemas. There's so many movies being made nowadays, and they tend to be in and out of cinemas quite quickly. We had a terrific run on our uh, last movie, Sweet Country. It ran for about 10 weeks. And as I say, it made a couple of million at the Australian box office, which we were thrilled about.
0: Yep. Yep. Good. Good. The... um do you think I mean if you will you be making more movies too? If if mean, you, yes. you got can you talk about any plans for what's next on the movie side of the business?
1: Yes, we um, uh, our business partner Ivan Sin and uh, we have a, a, a script that's in uh, late stage development and financing now which is a sci-fi romance okay. uh, set in a uh, futuristic Chinese megacity. Wow. So we're very excited about doing that a more international film. Uh, it's again we haven't financed that but we're very keen and it's a good script and uh, We we have some uh, Australian great Australian cast attached to that, so uh, hopefully that will find its way to the market. Um, uh, Shooting a movie in Arnhem Land uh, in the not too distant future called High Ground, and uh, we have uh, next year um, the Drover's Wife uh, in development. It's not financed again, but that is uh, based on the Leah Purcell play. Okay, it was uh, a very successful play, won a lot of awards. uh, in, in literary awards and uh, performance awards, and so that's a movie uh, adaptation of that play, The Drover's Wife, yeah. uh, based on the Henry Lawson short story.
0: Okay, um, with Mystery Road, I mean it's it's got really good reviews. The, the audience figures indicate people loved it. Did you, at what stage, did you think you might have something special, or you you probably thought that going into it? But was that confirmed when your first your first rushes or? look you 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 always
1: you know you you're in the business because you believe you're going to make the next big thing and you always have to believe that because it's sort of a, it's a business built on dreams really but uh all the way along the way we we thought we've got good scripts good cast great locations and a sort of an iconic story that is you know no one else is really doing the outback cop series and uh So we had all of those things going for us, but actually, the alchemy of how everything comes together and how that then strikes a chord with audiences across the country, you can't predict that. You know, it's not something you can really planned for. It's a great surprise and a wonderful thing when it happens. And uh, so we're, you know, absolutely thrilled about it, but it is a little bit unexpected.
0: <laughs> yeah, quite, quite. Tell me, in the editing, you, did you have any challenges? And did you follow the, did you, were there any scenes you had to leave out to, to fit into the schedule or did you work pretty, you know, economically and say, okay, you, you planned it all out on on um, storyboards? and? Uh,
1: look, I would say that what we largely did was probably just tighten uh, so we did drop some scenes just to tighten and make okay. sure the, the the plot line and the storyline flows with a good pace and energy. And so we dropped some scenes. Okay. Uh, we did a little bit of audience testing uh, with okay. uh, with afters, the Australian Film School, and uh, that led us to uh, have some feedback. There were a couple of slow patches. So we just tightened things up just to keep the narrative flowing. And I guess the other thing is that because we cut it and made it as a movie and we had one editor and one director we didn't have to lock off each episode as we went. So typically when you make television, you finish episode one and you can't change it. But we we had all of the six episodes unlocked. So we were literally able to move bits around within the episodes. And we did quite a lot of that. We moved stuff around. And I think that really helped make it a good series. So I think that is something that really worked for us in
0: terms of sort of overall quality. How did uh, Rachel Perkins handle the workload of uh, directing it all? She, was it pretty gruelling? How, how yeah,
1: look, I think it was a really big undertaking, a huge undertaking, you know, in a very remote place, uh, you know, a, a big-scale production, six episodes over a long period of time, uh, quite gruelling. Um, but, uh, you know, you just have to admire Rachel. She's done an excellent job, and uh,
0: she's a real pleasure to work with. Yeah. Um, look, it's been great um, hearing about this... Um, this TV production, which has uh, really done some big numbers and I think it's been one of the biggest hit for the ABC with local drama since, um, what's the, the crime series that I've gone blank for a minute? Uh, um, I think Dr. Pro- Blake, Dr. Blake yes, Mysteries, yeah. Yes, yeah, so it's yeah. probably
1: since Dr. Blake, I think uh, it's been some years since uh, the ABC's had such a big Sunday night.
0: I yeah, know, yeah so well, even true. on commercial TV too, I mean, to get these sort of numbers that's um, and to be, you know, because it's all up on um it's all up on iView now, people can binge it straight away. I'm showing that temptation was there for, for people who really wanted more after that um that first double episode.
1: We did get a few texts from friends saying, <laughs> Hey, it's two in the morning, I'm just going to bed now.
0: <laughs> the um and it's probably way too early to talk about more Mystery Road, but um have you got more Mystery Road in you if there was demand for um well, further um
1: Well, I think so and we
0: hope so. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, all right, uh, David Jowsey. Great for um, great to uh, meet you. Thanks for coming in today. Good luck with your international sales, and we'll uh, look on with interest. Thank you.